You're listening to the Legacy Investor Podcast. Podcast, where we focus on real estate, business, and mindset. Our guests will share their experiences, lessons learned, and actionable advice to help you get to the next level. Now for today's show. Welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investor Podcast. I couldn't be more happy to have Zach Levesque on the podcast. Where are we? We are in the uh, Power Podcast studio in the Turks Head building. It's, uh, it's on the sixth floor. We started this, uh, I started this a couple months ago, and it's a free space to, uh, to push your content and to be original and have fun. You designed this? No, I can't say that I designed <laughs> it. Uh, shout out to Jacqueline Tasca and Cecilia Tavares from Young at Heart Studio. They did the whole design. You know, I helped a little bit, but we wanted it to look very professional and look different, you know, different. It's phenomenal. Um, if you have a podcast out there interested in using the studio, hit up Zach. So I wanted to have Zach um, as one of the first episodes on the podcast because I think he's done an incredible thing from a hard money, small business standpoint that I think needs to be highlighted. He's approaching it from a different angle. Um, started working with Zach. I reached out to him. I had a flip in Pawtucket. Yeah, last, last year, right? Yeah, last yeah, yeah, year yeah. that we needed a um, hard money guy on. You referred over to me. Flawless experience. Um, Appreciate that. And really, I think you approach it from a different angle. And we'll get into kind of what makes Axe different. But mm -hmm. again, I think the seamless experience, in, but it also what came with it was a network of folks that just good people that yeah. I wanted to do business with. Yeah. Right. So to kick things off, why don't we just talk a little bit about your background, um, how you kind of get into the space, where you're from. Yeah. So I, um, so I've been in mortgage finance and finance in general since 2003. It's really all I've ever done since graduating college, graduated from Quinnipiac university, um, and, and really eat, sleep and breathe real estate. So I wanted to, I wanted to branch out and do something different a couple of years ago um, on top of what my primary is, which is uh, I'm a mortgage originator and through thousands of deals over the years. Um, so w when I first had an idea to get into this, I knew that I'd be able to, to vet the deals well, to vet uh, the collateral, you know, the properties that I'm lending on, et cetera. And I just saw, it wasn't like I saw an opportunity to make money. It was more, I saw an opportunity to get into something and inject things that I thought really were missing in that space, which is the private money, hard money space, especially locally here in Rhode Island. Mm. When folks think of hard money or what I used to think, it's maybe this overweight guy or girl on a corner <laughs> of a street, long greasy hair, yeah. cigar in his or her mouth yeah. with money just coming out of their pocket. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot and I can't really, maybe because the term's been utilized so many times for so many years, I almost think it's like a disservice to like what we do, what I do, calling it hard money. I mean, it's, listen, it's, it's private, it's private money compared to, you know, commercial and bank money. Um, and it's, it's a necessity in, in real estate because a lot of properties just aren't in the shape that they need to be to get your conventional financing from a bank. Mm. Hard money, it's probably not the best way to describe it. Um, it's private money. Right. Maybe we can get that to resonate more than than hard money. There you go. Yeah. So, what are you looking for when folks bring you opportunities? Mm -hmm. Right. 
maybe there's a few key things that you just want to highlight on to educate folks that say, hey, you know, I might have this opportunity. It's a rundown house. What's the information that I need to give to a private money lender, hard money lender like Exactly. So generally, I mean, uh, let's uh, focusing on the actual deal. There's a lot of elements that uh, people that are in my space, the hard money space, look at when they look at a deal. For me, I start with the individual or group that I'm lending to. So before I get into a project, um, I want to know who I'm lending to, their background, their experience. Do they have a day job? What's their income level? It's almost essentially an underwrite on the individual that I'm lending to. So that's my process. And that's a process that I started from day one because I knew to me that was the most important thing. Um, and the reason for that is any market can change as we've seen the real estate market change drastically in the last 12 months, right? Especially the last seven. Um, any project can actually go bad. Things happen on projects. I mean, it might not be the fault of the person that's flipping the house. So I really concentrated on who am I lending first? to first. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a policy. It's my own internal policy. I don't lend to anybody that I have not physically met and had a conversation with. It's a little old school. People, Most people like it. Some don't. And if they don't, hey, I'm not the guy to, uh, to lend you money. Right. But really, that's step one. So beyond that, focusing on the, a specific project, generally, um, I'm looking for experienced people, people that have done transactions before. Um, they would send a package, and you've done this before, which is... Um, you know, the property that they're that they're going to flip, most of them are under contract when they send it. Um, you know, they already have a fully executed purchase and sales. They're going to send along um, pictures of the interior and exterior, um, comparable sales that they believe are comparable to what this property will sell for once it's completed, rehabbed. You hear the word ARV. Mm. That's what the property is going to sell for once it's rehabbed and it hits the market, right? You hear ARV a lot. So um, they're sending me the comparables um, and also a construction breakdown of everything that they need to do in the project to get from A to Z. So that's basically an abstract of what I'm looking at now physically, right? Once I get that and I go through the construction budget, I look at the comparables. I make sure that I'm comfortable with the comparables that they provide because sometimes they're not good comparables or sometimes there's better comparables that are a better indicator of a value. So once I get beyond that, um, I'll physically go out and inspect the house and walk through the house with the construction budget in my hand just to make sure that um, that really no bases are missed. Um, and you, you know, you've been doing rehabs and development for a little while. You could be the most experienced person with the most capital, with the smartest guy in the room and something can still go wrong. And it often does. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really looking for well-heeled people and people that do have skin in the game and put capital in because right now in this, in this environment with inflation, crazy trades, tough to get most flippers, rehab guys, new construction people are spending more than they anticipated. And I don't want that to come back to me um, for me to have to overfund on a project more than I'm comfortable with. So if I focus on who I'm lending to, to me, everything else takes care of itself. So it's about mitigating risk, right? Yeah. So. And, and listen, there's hard, people ask me all the time, hard money? Well, their interest rates are high. I mean, they're obviously higher than conventional bank rates. They have to be because the risk is higher. And at the end of the day... Um, it's, it's a lot of risk, you know, lending hard money because anything can happen on a deal. Anything can happen with an individual. And that's why, um, you know, I've, I, I like to think that I've kept the circle small as far as who we lend to, who I lend to, and the network of people. And you've been um, around some of the, the individuals that I lend to. And 
we're all kind of the same, right? Hardworking, energetic, younger, a good amount of experience. We all have capital um, and we're all trying to to help each other grow. And, you know, I, I think what's unique about the group of, of people that I lend to and the group of uh, ne- the network that we've built, um, it's not really a focus on making money. It's more getting better, making projects better, because at the end of the day, the money will come. If you're working with good people and you're making good decisions and you're taking mm-hmm. risk, it's a great point. good things are going to happen. The money will come. Um, I never really focus on what my return is going to be on a project. I like to offer fair terms and I'm more interested in the before and after, like what the project looks after. Yeah. Because it's, it's exciting to be involved with something that, you know, rehabilitates and you see the final consumer that goes in the house. Like we make things new for people. Yeah. Um, and we do it together, which is special. And I think that's one of the things that makes Axe special and what you've done is because while I've walked pro- a couple projects yep. with you, you are genuinely happy and curious and ask the right questions, even not coming from a construction background. Yep. So I have a very heavy construction background yep. pretty much my entire you life. You know a lot more than me so, about construction. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but like walking with you and, you know, the questions that you ask, and again, you're genuinely interested. This isn't just a return game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not asking questions. Like people will ask me like, do you flip houses? Do you get into it? And I'm like, no, I've, I have zero interest right. in doing that. That's not my role in this whole thing. Like I'm here as a capital provider to help people that are flippers that I'm here to help facilitate sales. Um, if I have opportunities and they come to me, I give them out to my network of people. Like that's not my function. Can I say that I'll never do that in my career? No, but right now my sole focus is, you know, the capital provider and I want to learn and I want to help people grow. And, you know, you mentioned before walking a property with you, you know, I've learned things from you. You've learned things from me. That's what this is about. Um, the more that I can know and understand about my clientele, the, the better service that I can provide, you know, yeah. and that's what this is about. It's not just about capital. It's about um, service and efficiency and transparency and um, spending time, like even this, like if you look at the hard money space right now, it's kind of like cloak and dagger. It's very quiet. It's, you know, guarded. Um, th- this is outside of the, the norm to, to sit down with a hard money guy, a developer, flipper. We're sitting down, we're having a conversation, having a podcast, creating content. This is outside of the box. But to me, this is what was missing on the hard money side. Forget cloak yeah. and dagger. So, yeah. You know, here we are. We're out here. We're trying to help people grow. We're a big piece in the rehabilitation of these properties, which ultimately leads to better value in the surrounding properties of of the rehabs that that uh, that we're involved with. So, how is it not a win win for everybody? It's a win win for real estate agents. I mean, think about all the the people involved in our transactions, right? So there's um, a capital provider, there's a flipper, there's real estate agents, there's tradesmen that are getting work from the jobs, there's suppliers. We're creating, we're creating um, value, we're creating money. Um, and that's, that to me is more exciting than what I'm making on a deal. It's way more than a transaction. Way right? more. So the transaction is almost like, it, like it, uh, that's obviously important, the capital piece, but that's almost the last thing that I think about. 100%. You know, the the money piece. It's yeah. it's required, but I'm more interested in the process and the collateral and the content and, you know, what that property is going to look like after, you know? Yeah. It's incredible. And I think um, when folks bring you an opportunity – Kind of give them, for folks who aren't familiar with the process, yeah. again, just hard money in general. Yep. 
Can you talk through beginning to end when that deal hits your desk? Yep. High, go high level, right? But like, what are the main steps that we go through, right? From you underwriting the deal to the investor flipper getting their money at the yep. closing table. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So let's say, um, you know, I step one with me is vetting. So you, 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 I've already vetted you, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so I trust deals from you. Um, vetting the the project and making sure the ARVs online, making sure that I'm comfortable with the margin in the deal, as in um, a hard money deal for me has to work, not only for me, but it has to work for the person that I'm lending to in the property. I need to make sure that you're making money. A, why wouldn't you? And B, the more margin that you have, the safer the deal is for you and for me. Um, so once the, the project is vetted, I'm looking at comps. Um, I would physically go out to the house to check it out, make sure that nothing is missed. A lot of times I'll bring people with me, mm. people like you mm. um, that I trust. If it's another project, I might call you up and say, hey, Nick, uh, do you have a couple minutes tomorrow? Just check out this property with me. Um, there's a trust level, and I trust you to look at a project to make sure that something is not being missed. Um, I should have paused you there because yep. you actually – when I came into the circle, when I reached out yep. for a potential opportunity, you actually leveraged that exact thing. It was somebody else. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan came in who knew the area. Exactly. Yeah. Knew the area, new construction. Hey, Ryan, go check out this opportunity with Nick. I need a second set of eyes. Yeah. And that's a good story because this was somebody in my circle, Ryan Fazekas, um, and he knew the Oak Hill area well in Pawtucket. Not that you didn't, but um, I was, I didn't know Oak Hill as well. Now mm. I do. Beautiful, beautiful circle. area in Pawtucket. He's in the yeah. circle. I sent him out to take a look at it, and he gave you some good ideas, right? Yeah, he did. And that was that was a home run flip for you. Yeah, we'll get into particulars, but that yeah, was a yeah, home yeah. run. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's an example of creating a network and people communicating, especially in a state that a lot of people keep their stuff guarded here. You know, and I'm like, a, hey, if I can help, even if somebody's lending hard money, if somebody asks me a question, I'll give them advice. I'll there's enough business for everybody. Right. And, you know, I, I truly feel like paying it forward, you know, always comes back to you karma-wise. So let's get back to- yep. uh, So the, you were vetting- Yeah, so I vet, the, I vet the project. Let's say that I'm comfortable um, lending on the deal. Um, the deal goes under contract. The person flipping the house has to choose an attorney. Obviously a title search needs to be done on that project. Generally the terms that um, I lend on, I don't get into lending on the rehab portion for a couple of reasons. Um, it makes it a little muddier. Um, it makes for more costs to the person I'm lending to. If I have to come back out, do a reinspection, update the title, there's attorney costs. So um, I've always been path of least resistance and efficiency. Um, and because of having well healed borrowers, like uh, individuals like you, who can put your own money into the deal. Um, so I would usually lend on a percentage of the acquisition cost of the project. Um, usually it ends up being probably like a 10% down number of the acquisition. The people uh, that I lend to will fund the rehab and it just makes it a lot cleaner. You have skin in the game. And at the end of the day, if you're flipping a house or you're doing a new construction, the less money you borrow, the more money you're gonna make on margin. It's all... You know, if, if you don't have the capital, it's a different story, but the less you borrow, the more money you're going to make if it's your money. So it's always advantageous um, for somebody to lend, um, excuse me, to fund their own uh, rehab. And generally, you know, the, the thing that people get confused about with the hard money, they think, they don't think it's easier than it is, but they don't realize the steps that I'm taking um, to vet and to also fund the loan. 
I'm essentially going through the same steps or similar steps that a mortgage company exactly. does. There's yeah. just less steps and there's just a le it's less stringent and strict. There's no underwriting on income. I'm underwriting the individual and the property that they're flipping and the equity position as in what I'm lending compared to what it's worth when it gets sold. But I also have to pay attention to what it's worth now in case that property is just abandoned because yeah. it does happen, yeah. right? That, that's, a, that's a super important point I want to pause you on. So typically when you go to a bank and get a mortgage, it's likely getting sold, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and it needs, a, it needs to fit in a box. Yep. This is private capital. These are individuals and it is a personal business. Like they need to feel comfortable with you, need to know that there's enough room in the asset. So God forbid you get hit by a bus. Anything can happen. You can still sell the house and get your money back, right? Yep. So you're in first position on the house. We Correct. can talk about right on that after. Yep. But <clears throat> again, this is it's easier to get the loan if you have the track record. Yep. But you still need to do your due diligence and you're going through the same steps as getting a typical mortgage. Yeah, it's just not as many. I mean, you're not, you know, there's no uh, initial disclosure signed. Some hard money lenders will require, require an appraisal. I don't. Um, I have uh, residential license appraisers that I know they're in my network. They they do what's called, I mean, it's it's not formalized, but they'll do a desk review, meaning they'll look at a pro property for me and they'll look at comps that would compare to the, the comps that the person um, looking to borrow the money would provide. So essentially, basically on every deal, I'm making sure that somebody else is seeing what the... Um, what my client is seeing on it. And most of the time I can do that, but sometimes you get a, a, a unicorn type of project, something a little outside of the box. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't feel hundred percent comfortable with my research ability and vetting. And I'll just involve an appraiser. I'll involve an appraiser on that. But, um, you know, the steps are pretty easy. You know, once you've secured funding from a hard money lender that trusts you, um, and you structure a deal that makes sense for both of you, um, you know, you pick the attorney, the title comes in, I'll review title just to make sure that there's no issues. The attorney does that as well prior to close. Um, and you have to get homeowner's insurance. That's something that sometimes people don't realize. Um, you have to get homeowner's insurance on that property just like you would if you took out a, a mortgage because that uh, protects both of us if there's a loss on the project. It right protects on. acts and it protects the person that we're lending to. Right now. So you close, buy the property. Are your investors paying you monthly? Is it at the end or does it depend? It really depends on the deal. Um, it's very rare that a hard money company does not collect monthly interest. Um, a, it's more liability and B, it's terrible for cash flow of a company. Um, so there are people that I lend to um, that I trust that have a great track record, amazing amount of experience that also put a lot of skin into some of these deals, funding beyond the rehab. Um, so there are situations that I have deferred interest. It really depends on my confidence in the deal and my confidence in the person that I'm lending to. Generally, um, it's probably not the best idea and it creates more liability. But at the end of the day, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm comfortable with the equity position and there's a trust level, I, it's probably a situation where I would consider it. Yeah. And again, it's managing risk, right? So... How risky is it? You know, can we get the interest at the end of the day? Yeah. And then also, I think depending, is it the size of the job that's going to be indicative of your interest rate and points? Can you kind of talk about what drives that? Again, as a measure of risk, we yeah. have interest rate and we have points. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, um, there's a term what in, in, in stocks and in businesses, mark to market, meaning um, 
I might change terms based upon the risk profile of a specific deal or maybe an individual. I try to stay away from that um, for a couple reasons. One, I like to my decisions to be a yes or a no, and yes or no meaning yes, um, this is a good project. I feel comfortable. I'm going to lend or no, this is outside of my my scope. It's not what I do. Um, I don't like to have maybes and then adjust pricing based on that. Um, you know, some some people will look at a deal and not love it and say, well, I don't love it and then price themselves out. You hear it a lot when people price themselves out of a deal. Like, you know, somebody gives you a quote and it seems crazy. They, You think, well, they just probably didn't want to do it because that's like a crazy price. Um, I, I don't do that. I would rather just say no because I don't right. think, you know, if, if I agree to terms on something and then I just raise everything by 2% just to hopefully for them to say no, like that's just wasting time. So I'm more of a yes or no guy. Um, I give the best terms to people that have been through multiple transactions with me, mainly because I look at that as less risk. Um, if I've been through five, six, seven, eight successful transactions with one person, I consider them less risk. Um, if I'm doing a first deal with somebody, even if they have a track record, they don't have a track record with me. I consider that a high amount of risk, right no matter how good the project is. Um, so generally, I have two levels of terms: um, the seasoned person, seasoned with me, yep, and the newer client. Um, generally, right now, uh, in in most hard money loans, it's an interest only payment. Um, you you see lenders these days in the ten to twelve to thirteen percent range, and 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 the the thing to to be cognizant of. That might seem high, but remember, we have conventional mortgage rates in the sevens right now and high sixes. So exactly. I would say historically hard money it, it has always been three to 5% above conventional financing. A, because not just because that's the only person's chance to get money, but B, because there is much more inherent risk in the asset um, and many more moving parts. Um, they need to be rehabilitated. Some need septic. Some, you know, some have a lot of issues. Some have structural issues. So... Um, Generally, acts lends right around the 11% rate. Um, the points represent um, origination points that we charge based on the loan amount. That varies between 2 to 4%, um, and that is collected at the closing. As far as I see in the marketplace, based on lenders that are either my size or larger, it's I would say that it's it's very competitive. It's mm. not the best, certainly not the worst. Um, I think the the big competitive advantage in pickup and dealing with us is having, first of all, having one person. It's very rare that you, you can get hard money from a person and have your contact be solely with one person because that is me. And a lot of people ask me how many employees Axe has, and the answer is they're sitting on this couch because it's just me. Um, but I do every single facet. You know, a lot of people help me and people like you will go out and look mm -hmm. at projects, but I'm running the company from my phone. I'm doing all the wires. I'm doing all communication. Um, I'm vetting the projects. And to be honest with you, because I have so much experience in real estate, it's not that arduous for me. And and I really do like doing it. I mean, I think if, um, if we double, tripled business, which will probably happen in the next couple of years, I'll probably need somebody else. But uh, as of right now, it's fun for me and, and I can handle it and I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think, you know, just touching on that interest rate again, too, it's, it's, you're providing value and you're going to get paid for that value. I think part of the value of going hard money for folks that are listening is we just talked about it, the ability to close quickly, right? And I mean, sometimes, let me just interject. Yeah. Closing quickly. Hey, that's great. You close quickly, you start your project. And if you have a good return and a flip, you're making money quicker, right? Mm -hmm. 
But what you have to realize is some projects require speed and will not close if they are not fast. Correct. Some deals under contract, hey, you got 10 business days to close this. Yeah. Private money is your only resource to get that deal closed. So I think it's a it's a mix of necessity and speed is always good in this market. Holding costs are expensive, inflation, interest rates. Um, you don't want to be holding on to an asset for eight, 10, 12 months. Um, you want to get through these transactions quickly, especially in a low inventory market, which we're dealing with right now. It's not a lot of listings. So, I mean, your rate, very competitive. But even if you were... Two to three percent higher than others in the market. I'm still obviously going with you. Yeah, and I think that's because you're not just a transactional hard money guy. Can you just get into a little bit why Axe is different than other hard money? Yeah. Uh, well, I, out there? I I appreciate that, and you know, I try. I know that's the case. I, I I believe that there's competitive advantages beyond capital provider. I know there is, um, but I'm also not. You know, I'm not pricing myself out because of that. Meaning. I'm not just going to raise rates because I think I do more for people than other hard money people. I always want to be competitive in the marketplace. And I appreciate you saying that that I am. Um, but the value add with Axe is a couple of things. Number one, um, I mentioned it before, one source, right? Normal hard money companies, you, you're talking to multiple people. And most likely, the person that you're talking to is not an actual decision maker. No offense. Um, yeah. When you're talking to me, I'm making 100% of the decisions at all times on everything acts related, whether it's funding, marketing, branding, sponsorships, everything. Um, so it sounds corny, but whatever I'm saying on a deal is as good as gold because I'm not conferring with anybody. And when I make a decision, it's done um, because I trust my instincts and I trust my vetting. So I think that's very unique to be able to always have 24 access and full transparency with the decision maker and principal at the company. Um, what I think is even maybe more um, advantageous and a, a huge competitive advantage is what we're doing on the projects to help the people that we lend to sell them. And you know, listen, we're in a seller's market, so it might not be as important this second as it will be once the market shifts back to a, a buyer's market. Um, but if you don't follow Axe Capital, follow us on Instagram. Um, we do so much content, branding, marketing, and we bring the people that we lend to along with it. We highlight properties. Um, we've done multiple videos, um, probably two different videos we execute a month featuring one of our partners and, and a specific property that we're lending on. That's extremely unique in the marketplace. Mm. And since I started doing that, I've seen other people kind of try to emulate it. But the reality is it costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. And I think that that's, that's a very tangible um, advantage of somebody that's borrowing money from us. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Exactly. And to me, that's worth something, right? Is it worth a percent, a half a percent? There's no right answer to that. But it's definitely worth something. Um, and the last piece, the network. And we talked about you connecting with somebody um, on the Oak Hill property. Mm -hmm. um, I'll throw texts out once every couple of weeks. Hey, um, this project, does anybody know a electrician that can pick something up in six days? So we've been able to keep a network and communicate and there's jobs and there's things being done within the Axe network. Nothing to do with me, but just people naturally create relationships and it's mutually beneficial. And I think the, the gist of all this is we are a we're visible in the marketplace 
in a space, meaning hard money, where everybody's kind of like cloak and dagger. I don't really know why, but everybody's hiding, you know, exactly. hiding behind their jackets and lending money quietly. Um, it's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a legal uh, way to lend money and, and hard money is a very important piece of the real estate business. It's huge uh, across the country, across the world. Exactly. Without hard money, you know, so many deals would not happen. But I feel like you're breathing new life into this and modernizing in this a bit, right? Like yeah. You're crushing social media at Axe Capital on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't do much on Facebook. Right. It's, it's linked, it's, but Instagram follow the gram. Follow, follow Axe the on the gram. Um, incredible dinner recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, last, this was our second full year in business. And I started it last year where I basically invited anybody that Axe did a deal with. So anybody that um, Axe lent money to and, and rehabbed the property. Um, and we do a dinner once a year private dinner, Axe takes care of it. And we just, we went to Cafe Nuovo this year. There was like 22 people, um, gave out some Axe swag, some Nike sweatshirts, and it's just a good conversation. And what I think is unique about it, especially in this state, you, you don't see that. You don't see people that are, you know, essentially everybody that was at that table at that dinner is doing the same thing, trying to get the same properties. Nobody fought everybody's asking questions and that just speaks to the character and the strengths of all all the the clientele of Axe and the network that was kind of created and I don't I can't take full credit for creating this network I think it was just putting the right people um together and then naturally those relationships happen yeah. that doesn't happen without everybody you know kind of running the same race and and pushing towards the same goals and again um I think it's rare to have People like that get along so well, refer business back and forth when you're all, you know, listen, if you're flipping properties, you're all looking for the same properties, right? Yep. Um, and this was the second time we did it. And last year we had like 13 people at the dinner. Now we have 22. So, you know, it's growing, but I'm not, I'm not really focused on numbers. Um, I'm just focused on, you know, if we add two clients this year, we add two clients. If we add four, we add four. I'm just trying to be very, selective and i'm not trying to you know i'm not trying to to bum anybody out or anything or try to say we only take the best but like you know there's a lot of people out there that do it but i want to make sure that everybody that we bring into this network is doing it for the right reasons is going to have the right attitude the type of person that if somebody reached out to them and said hey i, I know you have experience with this i need help on this flip do you have an hour this week can you stop by i want the answer to be yes yeah and that, that's that's how i feel the mindset is for everybody in our group, you know? Nailed it. Yeah. Like you said, we're all in the same market. And Rhode Island's not a big market. Not at all. I'm sure you've all fought over the same houses at yeah, some point. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Definitely bid against each other. Right? Yeah, 100%. Like, I personally got contacts, whether it's trade contacts, I've gotten leads on deals from the group. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going uh, in, into a deal with somebody that I met through the group. So awesome. It's like you said, the network is incredible. And, when and that's rare. That is rare. Incredibly rare. You're not going to get that with any other yeah. hard money lender yep. in the state for sure. Yeah. Probably when we get a dinner, never mind a group <laughs> dinner, you know? Exactly. Um, what's next? So what's, so what's coming up? Uh, for Axe, you know, what's next is we're going to increase, increase our lending capability. And I'm working on that now. But I'm also, um, you know, I think we've, we've scaled at a very consistent pace and I'm very cognizant of, I'm not concerned and my goals are not the amount of money that we have out on projects. My whole focus was 
to build clientele and the right people and the right network. So when you say what's next and and I tell you I want to expand business, um, it's looking for the same type of individuals that we lend to now, looking for 10 more Knicks. Um, that's what I'm really focused on. And it, And like I said, it might be adding one new client this year. Maybe it's five, maybe it's eight. Whoever fits that, um, profile. That, that profile that you have, that everybody else has, that's really what I'm focusing on. And there's a lot of people out there and I connect with people every week. And some, some, are, some are good connections and some maybe they don't seem mm. right and that's mm. okay. Mm. Um, and maybe some people talk to me and they're like, yeah, that's not what I want. I just yeah. want somebody to lend money and leave me alone. Well, great. Well, that's not me. Right. I'm not going to leave you alone. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I love it. So the, at the end of the day, you do have a criteria, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not lending on restaurants. No, no, right? no, no, no. So you're not lending on Mostly, 60 unit properties. So could you just speak yeah. a little bit about kind of what you're looking for and maybe... Um, asset classes you'd like to venture into? Yeah, so so mostly residential. We've done a couple commercial. So first of all, here's our here's our, our profile of the normal deal at Axe. It is a single family rehab to sale. Um, rehab, fix, flip, sell. Um, we'll do multis, although we like singles more. I like singles more. Um, I've lent on multis. Um, I've lent on two commercial projects that were refis out, six and eight unit pro- uh, projects, and we've done three new construction lends, lending on the vertical up. So somebody owned the land and we lent on, you know, foundation up to finish. So I wanted to really get into as many deals as possible, especially when I was learning, to learn what we had an appetite for. So I wanted to do a couple new construction, a couple commercials, um, a couple flips. Generally, we're staying away from anything too large, mainly because, you know, this is our... This is our third year in existence. Capital is not infinite. And my focus is to make sure that everybody in our network that has good projects, people like you, I always have funds for those type of projects. I don't want to venture out and take an an extreme amount of risk on a project outside of what I normally do Mm. and then say, sorry, Nick, I don't have money for your next three projects. So I like the space that we're in. I like the single family fix or the multi fix and, and sell um, the new construction I like too, but um, they take longer. You know, the deals take longer. It's a little more risk, in my opinion. They sell quickly, obviously. But the, my my only pause with new construction right now is, you know, if y- your normal new construction once a shovel's in the ground is going to take at least ten months to build it, get a CO and sell it. What does this market look like in ten months? I don't know. On a fix and flip. You go under contract, you close today, it's probably listed within 120 days. So you've already made up five months of uncertainty. And it's and right now, I think it's very important to get through a project quickly and just get it listed. Yeah. I'm not going to say that the market's going to be terrible in 10 months, but I don't know what it's going to be knows? like. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just more time, which which means more risk. So, um, you know, I'm still, essentially, we're open to everything that I stated. The next stage will be to get into probably single family development projects, which is eight, 10, 12, you know, 14 homes being built, um, and potentially some larger commercial projects, but I don't know commercial as well. My background is not commercial real estate. So if I did enter into a commercial deal, I would probably vet it, you know, to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, and that's not really what my style is. My style is to vet efficiently based on the experience that I have. So, um, I guess it would depend on the deal, but 
but generally we have a um, an appetite for single family multi flips, some commercial if it's probably not above ten units, and um, new construction for sure. But um, our terms are a little rates are a little higher on construction because it takes longer, exactly. you know, and the money is out longer. Yeah, yeah, and I mean just just for an educational piece for maybe some newer investors that are listening, I mean it's not only fix. Um, buy, fix, and sell, right? These mm-hmm. aren't all flips. You can always refinance mm-hmm. out into a buy and hold. And deal, we've done right? a couple of those deals. Particularly on the multi side, right? So buy the property with hard money if you need to close quickly, bring the renovation funds, and then refinance out with a financial yep. institution. You get a bank lender. Out, right? yep. So then that new bank gets first lien position. Yep. Right? Most people are flipping um, to sell because they're, they're trying to, to amass capital, right? Um, we've done a couple purchase refi out. The only, the only added piece with a refi out, um, for vetting purposes is if, if a deal is brought to me and the client wants to refi out, it's not a sale. I need to make sure that that person has the ability to refinance out. So I have to do a little more vetting on the individual now. It's not just the project. So I want to make sure the property's worth it. They have to refinance, but I also want to make sure the person that is refinancing can qualify for a refinance. So then I'm getting into, hey, what's your income? What's your credit background? Then we start to look at what your credit profile is, credit score, what what income that you make, maybe looking at potential income docs. So mm-hmm. it's just, um, there's another level of vetting when it comes to that strategy, which doesn't really take much longer. It's just an added piece of the process for me, really. Yeah. But most, I would say 80, 80% of our projects are you know, rehab and flip. Yeah. No, and you're right. I mean, the flip can allow you to amass that capital to then go buy larger multis, right? That's one of the methods, right? They're flipping to get capital to put down payments on large multifamilies if they want the cash flow. Right? Yeah, and 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 I, I would assume that people are flipping to make uh, to make capital so that they don't have to potentially at some point ever borrow hard money. I mean, that's I mean that's the reality of it, right? Um, well, but well, I do, you know I do want, I do want to pause because leverage. At that at that dinner table, yeah. there are millionaires sitting around oh, yeah, the table, of course. no question, right? Yep. That could easily go into their bank account yep. and pay for these properties. Mm-hmm. However, leverage is the name of the game, right? So the ability to you, do multiple projects. Correct. Yeah. So even though you can put your own money up and buy the property, it makes sense to pay the interest rate, borrow hard money, and then build that into your project costs. Now you're not depleting all your capital. And you can take the rest of your capital and go move it into another project. Yeah, and if and if you look at it, you know, if you look at it this way, um, you know, let's say you have enough capital to buy one one property and you rehab it, but that's all your capital, um, and you've saved on hard money costs because you're funding it yourself. But you've also depleted funds, and you're making, let's say, you're making forty thousand dollars on a flip, but you pass up an opportunity for a second flip because you don't have the capital to put down. And maybe you would have made fifty thousand on that flip. So mm. by saving, you know, uh, by saving a, a small portion of that and not paying the hard money, well, you've just missed an opportunity for a second flip. And to your point, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people that I lend to have, you know, enough money to do multiple flips. But you know, when you're when you even if you if you're borrowing hard money, when you have multiple projects going on, you're paying multiple people, multiple supply bills, multiple trades. And you still have to fund your life. You have a mortgage, all this other stuff. Um, and even for me, I mean, nobody has uh, infinite infinite money. Yeah. Um, if 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 you did, then then you'd have no worries in the world. But 
Um, no, it's a good it's it's a good point that you make, and and also like I th- that's where I think the value add piece comes in too, um, and why I think why people like working with me, you know, the competitive advantage, but also, you know, I've said this before, I said at the dinner, um, hard money is a, is a very important resource in the, in the whole flip space. What's better than working together and making money together and helping each other make money and also having a mutual respect, um, for, for the person that you're in business with, like, it's the same thing. You know, I feel everybody has to eat, right? Most flippers have to borrow hard money, even even uh, just so that they can they can stay leveraged correctly. If I'm going to eat, um, and five of my friends own restaurants, I'm going to go to eat at one of those restaurants because I have to eat. Yeah. But I I would like somebody to benefit that I like, and I, that's how I feel like this network is. Um, hard money being uh, uh, in a huge necessity in this whole space. Well, I feel like I've developed relationships and I hope I've developed relationships that people beyond the the business respect actually like me, you know? Um, and I think, I think that's important because on a, on a friendship level, I become friends. I mean, we're friends. I become friends with basically everybody that I've done business with. And I think that's because you have a collection of good people. And also I've been fair and they're fair, you know? And there's a saying, um, my, one of my mentors, Ralph Vidiello, he always says this to me, don't ever count anybody else's money. And it's, and it's important. Um, and not that it's about acquiring a lot of money, but respect people, respect their hard work. And if somebody's making money off a transaction, that's what they, that's what they made. And just like the same respect, like if a deal closes, um, I, I rarely ask anybody that I lend to how much money they made on a flip, mainly because it's not any of my business. But in the times that I've done, done that, I'm like, great. Like, what, if somebody made three times the amount that I thought that they thought they were going to make, that's great. Yeah. I'm not going to go back and say, oh, I wish I would have charged more. Like that's, you know, but some people do that. I'm generally happy for, um, for all the wins, you know, yeah. that's what, that's kind of like what drives me. And obviously, you know, there's, there's money to be made on my side, but, um, I'm more interested in, you know, the finish and, and everybody winning, you know, that's, what's most important to me. Well, <clears throat> absolutely incredible. Um, you heard it here first. Zach is the truth. Um, <laughs> the best hard money lender in the state. If you want to get in touch with them, Adax Capital. Yep. Um, anywhere else? How, how can they find you? Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram. It's Axe Capital um, two underscores, I think, after. Um, I think my cell's on our Instagram profile, but the email is Zach, that's Z A C K, at axecapitalco.com. Um, as I stated, you know, we're, we're really looking for people that are experienced. I hate to say this, but we, we don't lend to anybody on their first project. And that's no offense to anybody, but um, we're not this big conglomerate monster fund where we have $100 million to lend. Um, so I'm always looking for somebody that's been through a couple projects, um, mainly two projects before. Um, open to having conversations with anybody though. Sometimes people will reach out and I'll tell them that. And they're, hey, I want to get into flips. And I'm, and I stop them. Full disclosure, I don't do any projects. I don't lend to anybody on their first flip, but I will help you and I'll guide you along the way and I'll stay in touch with you. Um, so really looking for experienced people, but uh, people that are in it for the right reasons and just making money is not the right reasons to me. You know, People that want to learn, grow, um, have a better situation for their family, upgrade their house, like 
Those yeah. are the ones that I'm uh, that I'm interested in. So if anybody's interested in real estate, flipping, whatever, even if you haven't done a flip, that doesn't mean I won't talk to you. Um, reach out, let's have a conversation and uh, we'll take it from there. And then if you don't have the answer, then obviously your circle does because you have a hugely diverse group of folks in there yep. um, that you can connect you with. So yeah, definitely. You're the man. I Thanks, brother. It, All right, brother. Thanks, brother.